You're listening to Of Sights and Men with Benji and Jacob. A Daily Magician Production. Well, hello, and welcome back to Of Sleight of Men. Uh, I'm Jacob, and I'm joined by my co-host, Benji. Uh, and also with us in the call today is a very special guest, uh, Jonathan Levitt. Uh, and I think Benji's going to give him a, a brief introduction before we get into all of this. Yeah, and just for, I guess, maybe a little bit of context as well might be useful. Um, today is a crazy day for Jonathan. He just told us um, that he... Is actually moving house today, but he still found time to, to jump on this call, which we're absolutely hugely grateful for. So this podcast may be a little shorter than usual, but we'll just make sure to pack all the good questions in uh, and keep it tight. So with that in mind, let me just go straight into the intro. Uh, Jonathan Levitt, if you're listening to this, you've probably heard of him. Um, very likely you've heard of his app, Stranger, which is, um, you know, I want to say it's the best magic. Ma- uh, I guess you could do a poll and try and figure it out scientifically, but I'm just going to say it. this is the best magic app on the market. If you don't have it, you should get it. We'll talk about it on the podcast. But Jonathan is also, uh, by his own uh, merits, an incredible magician. He's uh, also an actor, producer. Uh, has He's done a bunch. If you go on his website, I didn't even know how to define him. He's done everything. It seems like he's been a magic consultant. Uh, now You See Me, uh, the incredible Burt Wonderstone, Steve Carell, people like Johnny Depp, some of the huge celebrities. Honestly, I feel like I'm going to run out of words because your bio is so long. Um, hopefully, that's just some kind of justice to you. Let me know if I missed any important aspects of your your career so far, Jonathan. Hello. <laughs> 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 Thank you for that. that. Was that my cue to jump in? Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah. That's your uh, I, yeah, curtains really open. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Nice to talk to you both. I appreciate it. Very kind and generous uh, introduction. I appreciate that very much. Yeah. So um, usually we, we have a bit of time to talk before, with our guests before this, but I'm kind of excited because this is one where we're going to get to know you live on air, so to speak. Um, so I'd love to know, um, I guess, where did all of this journey start? I mean, it seems like it's more of a journey in performing um, more than just magic, but obviously you've had an, an amazing career in magic as well. But I know I'd love to talk about your work as a producer, all of that. So um, where did all of this begin for you, Jonathan? Uh, it's a good question. Okay, let's go back. All right, here we here we go. About uh, I was born the son of a. Actually, I was born the son of a magician. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, okay. I guess, mm. I guess that is the I guess the answer answer to the, que- mm. the question. Born the son of a magician. My father was a magician, and I was eight years old when I found his magic props. He used to perform as a young man. By the way, I want to I want to say just to take a step step back here again. Thanks for having me on. You guys are amazing. Mm. Of course. And if, if uh, I'm so glad to be doing this and you're right, this is a crazy hectic day for us. But one of the things I was looking forward to was getting on in the morning because it's the morning here in Los Angeles and uh, and doing this before the day really got going. So I, I appreciate it. Uh, if you hear uh, sounds in the background, that would be the, the street uh, as we. <laughs> yeah, so we're not that we're on the street. We're not yet. We're, we're moving into the house. We're not yet on the street. Uh, so, but, uh, but where I'm situated and what we're doing with the moving, there might be some ambient noise. So I, my apologies. So to back up, my father was a magician. I found some of his props when I was a kid and he used to perform as a young man in New York and Canada. And I, uh, I got into it. You know, most kids, what they started at eight, eight years old, right. And which is about when I started. 
And I was very fortunate in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, in the United States, Missouri, St. Louis was a hub for magic. And we had wonderful magicians coming out of St. Louis. Mm. And, and my contemporaries are Chris Kenner, Andrew Goldenhirsch, uh, uh, Chris Korn. You know, so we were all at that time, at that same time in St. Louis. And so I was very lucky. A mentor of mine, Harry Monty, and I it was just very fortunate. And so I grew up in the right place at the right time. And, uh, and from there, it, it continued. So that's the beginning of it, at least. Maybe if we fast forward, right, full circle now, I, I would, I'm actually really heavily sort of, I, I guess you would say invested. I'm, I'm really interested in how, how has it been going for you with the, uh, you, you put out The Stranger, I think it was in June, June 2019. And I kind of saw some of the behind the scenes stuff at the time, and it was kind of this crazy huge project. Since then, it's obviously gone on to uh, be widely kind of acclaimed and i'll just read a couple of uh, reviews for the listeners that max maven called you an evil genius for this david regal said it's uh, an effect that transcends being a trick and uh, jim steinmeier praised it larry wilmot daniel daniel garcia you know when daniel garcia praises something you know it's good okay um so i'm actually really interested in how the stranger what, what has been going on with that lately is it still like a active kind of presence in your day-to-day work uh it's it's more than active yeah i so if I could, let me back up for a second so we can get to that point mm. because, because it is an interesting journey. Uh, you know, as you, mm. as you pointed out, I've been doing magic for most of my life. Uh, I've done, uh, I've had the opportunity to bring magic into different parts of my life and career. But, and also, uh, when I graduated college, I moved to, to uh, Denver, Colorado and worked for a software company. So I have, I have a background in technology, right, and mm. software. I'm not a coder. I'm not an engineer, although I can write some you know, basic stuff, but I'm not, I'm not a coder. Uh, but I, I have an understanding of product development, uh, software development. So then I come out to Los Angeles and, you know, we're, you know, I'm doing, you know, I've been out here for 24 years and we're doing, we're doing what we're doing out here. And then we get to a point where, where the stranger needs to be created. Right. And it needs to be created because, because why do we use technology? Right. We use technology to uh, improve the efficiency of something right. uh, to, um, uh, to basically that to prove the improve the efficiency and effectiveness of something. And and or, and it still needs to be organic. So we were doing this trick, the call a call a, a wizard trick using your phone in a very manual way. And it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't beautiful. It wasn't really efficient. It wasn't elegant, right. um, but it worked. It worked and it got a good reaction. But that's when I said, this needs to be an app because we can, we can build an app that does this for us. And the whole idea of the trick was for the app to call a stranger, uh, someone you didn't know, the trick wasn't called the stranger initially. Uh, and then mm-hmm. uh, I started off with, um, what was, what did I start off with? Uh, um, any card at any number, right? And it was, uh, it was to call a, a, a stranger, someone you didn't know, and have them reveal a playing card. And it started mm-hmm. off by having built-in recordings that you could interact with uh, and have any playing card revealed. 
and the con and the, or the recording was like a conversation that you would interact with. It sounded like a real conversation. That's right. how it started. Right. And I thought, well, that'll do it. Um, I'll just make that simple app. In fact, my girlfriend, Casey, will tell you that uh, we were on a cruise ship at the time. And I said, I'm going to do this. And by the time we get off the cruise ship, this app will be done and we'll move on with my, our lives. So she <laughs> laughed. Uh, we didn't. And now and now what is it? A couple of years later. And it is not it is a consumed my life. So and every day of my life has has been has been focused in some way on the stranger. And it has grown into this beast of an effect and, and, and with a global community. And it does so much more than just a playing card. And so the answer is it continues. In fact, I have a new update coming out maybe in this week, maybe early next week uh, that I'll tell you about that changes the game considerably. And then there are more features to, to, to come. So, and I built this now into, I now have a development team and we're also building additional apps, both in the magic space and outside of the magic space. So this has grown into something that was a, just a, a kernel of an idea into something that, that does so much more and has expanded what my own business model is. And uh, so, yes, it continues. Yeah, and you alluded to a couple of these, but from what I remember, the early iterations of The Stranger, even though it was it was pretty sophisticated at, at that time, it was all kind of geared towards the reveal of a freely kind of chosen card. So could could you fill us in on like what have been the major kind of milestones? I'm sure there's been a bunch of updates, but what, what were some of the breakthroughs in terms of oh, sure. that moment? Well, one, once, you know, again, initially it was for recordings, right? Which we still can do. You can have a, a playing card revealed through a, a recording that you interact with. And this is, and now the app is in I, I, 45 languages or something like this. But, but, uh, but, but then before the release happened, the first release, we, I pushed for the ability to call a live stranger. And that's where it really sinks. When you call someone for real, and they reveal the information, in this case, the playing card as we're talking about now. And that's when it's like, it, it's just off the chart. And then you go to a video call and you're talking to that person and, and, and they're having, you're having an organic conversation with people you don't know, and then all of a sudden they answer, they reveal a playing card, it's off the chart. So I, people had asked me early on, can you do, can you reveal other things? And the big, question was a book test. Everybody wanted to do a book test. And I said, yeah, eventually you'll be able to do that. Well, now you can reveal a word from a book test. You can reveal a birthday. You can reveal a number. You can uh, have NFC tags read. You can put in any information on, on the fly and have that revealed. Uh, there's now a listening module, which the app will listen for keywords, phrases, serial numbers, or anything you'd like, and then that can be revealed. So the, the listening component is, is really fun, really interesting. So, uh, so all of those additional features are, built, are, are available now, I should say. And then you also have integration with WikiTest. So if you're using WikiTest, the, the, the searched word can automatically sent to and revealed by the stranger. Uh, CubeSmith integration is off the chart. So imagine this. 
you, if you have the CubeSmith app, and I'm sure many of your users will know about CubeSmith, uh, where uh, with Benke Smith, who's this genius, now close friend of mine, brilliant developer and, and magician, and he, he, he um, CubeSmith allows for a cube to be mixed and solved and lots of different variations. The integration we have with the CubeSmith app now allows you to have a cube freely mixed by an audience. And then you call a stranger that you don't know, uh, seemingly, and you ask them if they have a, uh, a cube anywhere in their house. You see them rummaging on FaceTime or through video. You see them rummaging through uh, a, a, you know, their, their closet, opening up a drawer, reaching through all the stuff in the drawer. They find an old cube. They take it out, and you show that the cubes match perfectly no side for side <laughs> oh my gosh no way it's it's beyond them it's amazing i've had friends say to me i don't know if it works it's too impossible to which my yeah. reaction is you know why it works it's too impossible so <laughs> it's so much fun to do so that's that kind of integrations there we now integrate with uh, with uh, iThump. uh and then we have uh, more stuff coming but but those are so those are the additional uh, features that you can uh, get into the app. So kind of anything can be revealed. And what I've been doing these days is I've been revealing a playing card and then a birthday. The birthday of the stranger matches the birthday of the person I'm working with mm. and in the audience. And that extra level of, of uh, re reveal just takes it to a whole new level. And so it's really fun. Really, it's up to your... Basically, what I've done is try, try to create an, uh, a tool a utility that allows for your create creativity to take over. So you've got all the all the tools at your fingertips, uh, at your disposal, to do whatever you want and to create whatever sort of scenario you want to create. It's with the same conceit that you're calling someone you don't know, and and you're interacting with that person, and and that's and it's just up to you. It's limitless. Yeah, and I think at one point that shouldn't be overlooked is not only is it so much fun for you as the performer, but I imagine being the stranger is also its whole other kind of level of enjoyment, right? A hundred percent. In fact, that's what we often uh, say is that it's almost, it's more fun to be the, the stranger. And the nice thing is that uh, we've created this incredible community around the world of strangers that are just, uh, it's, it's, an, it's an incredibly vital, and vibrant and engaged community of people that all want to help each other. And we call ourselves strangers to each other, even though now we're all becoming friends. And, uh, and you can reach out and ask for help all over the world and people will help you. And, you know, I've, I've been, we have, so we have a vibrant Facebook community, private community. We have WhatsApp groups in different countries where strangers interact with each other and ask mm -hmm. for help within the community. So you can post on the community, I need somebody to help me. And, within moments people will respond that they can help you and i've been doing shows lately internationally especially virtually i'm doing a lot of international shows and i've been calling international strangers so i've called people if i know somebody in my show is uh, speaking german i'll call my friend philo or somebody else in germany and uh they'll speak german to, to each other 
and then then they'll re, you know I say let's call Germany and then I you know the other day we called uh, I was in Ireland we called Ireland we the other uh, we called uh, France you know so we call these strangers all over the world they speak in that language and then they reveal the the, the information, it takes it to a whole new level. And so the community of strangers is vibrant. And we're actually, if I can just tease one more thing, uh, Benke Smith and I are working on, he's coding, a new app called the Stranger Network, which is going to allow strangers all over the world to register as strangers with all of their demographic information, the languages they speak, the times they're available, et cetera. And as a magician, reach out on a moment's notice looking for a specific stranger with a specific set of needs that you have and have people respond to you and, and uh, et cetera. So we're creating this entire app, this app for this entire community globally. And can I tease one more thing that we're coming out with? Absolutely. No, please do. So <laughs> one, of the, one of the big advancements that I was very excited about, people asked for this, it took me a little while to get there, was to release it on Android. And so this is a fully available on Android as well totally in parity with what iOS is doing on iPhone. And one of the um, features, just to kind of give a roadmap for where this has been going, one of the features on iOS that I put in some time ago was the ability with one click to switch over to FaceTime audio, so Wi-Fi calling. Uh, and what that allowed for was a, was a magician to call a stranger in another country with no cell charges. And if you had no cell service but had Wi-Fi, you could still make the call. And it was a very easy toggle to turn on and make that happen. When Android came out, I eventually put in the ability to Wi-Fi call through Android as well. That's one, that was step one. Step two, there's no ubiquitous video calling platform on Android from device to device. And so, we built in video calling on Android. So now Android users can video call with other Android users regardless of their device. So that was a big deal because video calling is such a great component of this trick. So video calling became available. The next step, which is what's about to come out this week or early next week, is we now have the ability to video call between iPhone and Android which is not something that's been possible wow. this way before. So strangers, people that own the stranger app, we will be able to video call regardless of platform, regardless of device, regardless of iPhone or Android. And they'll be able to do it over Wi-Fi if they want internationally. So now all strangers all over the world can be connected in this way. And then we le that leads us into the stranger network app. Totally fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, there's obviously the stranger is, I think by now people, if you don't get the picture, just, just go to the stranger app.com. I do want to make sure we talk to you about some other topics because I'm sure as amazing as a stranger is, you, you are a multifaceted person with many talents and uh, different uh, facets to your career. So I want to go into for a moment, just a moment, um, right. your kind of TV career. Yeah. And so, and I, I did just say I wanted to talk about TV and not especially magic, but I did have a question, which was how has your experience in kind of crafting narratives and telling stories in the TV format helped you understand how to make sure your magic is kind of impactful, has that same clarity, that same sort of narrative arc? To it? Uh, right. It, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. You know, it all comes down to story, I suppose, and connection and human connection and 
uh, the ability to be genuine. I think that's what that is. Uh, you know, as an actor in TV, we have to be genuine, even though we're reading lines that have already been written for us, right? But we have to, the audience has to feel like it's being said for the first time, that it's genuine, that's real. And there's a good story there, hopefully. And I, the same thing translates to magic and the way we perform and the way we craft our, our shows. Uh, you know, when it, something I pride myself on is the ability to make something feel real, like it's the first time I'm saying it, even though it may be the 10,000th time I'm saying it. And, and, uh, and I think that's a big part of it, right? So uh, one is, is, is making, and you know, I hate to do this, but I have to go back to The Stranger just for right. a moment. I really hate to Please. <laughs> but part of what makes The Stranger so effective is making it feel like you are truly doing this for the first time in a way, or calling somebody because you didn't expect to call somebody at random and this was not a prepared or planned thing. And if you can pull that off, then the stranger and anything else really sings. It makes it feel so real and, and so in the moment. And, and I think that's what people want today. They want to feel like something's in the moment, that they're part of an experience, that they're part of an experience that no one else has had, right? So if you're doing a show for people, now if it's a virtually or, or live, they're, they're having an experience that, that has not been given to anybody else yet, that they're, they're, they're exclusive to this. And I, I, for me, that's what I'd like to get across. I'd like people to feel like this is new for me, it's new for them, and it's not happened before, it probably won't happen again, it doesn't work for everything or everybody, but that's, the, that's what I always try to achieve uh, in many ways. And, and then also being able to tell a good story and find a human connection to what you're doing so that people can relate to it. Hmm. Yeah, I love that. Because um, I'm actually really interested about this because we talked a little bit about um, like your magic and how that applies to magic. But I'm interested, uh, I'm kind of interested, which came first? Because like I was looking at your IMDb profile and I was doing a little bit of, of research into that. Um, and I just wanted to know kind of when did you make this thing of like, okay, I want to go into to filmmaking as well and just that sort of world. Uh, well, huh, you know, it was about, tw about 24 years ago before, when I moved out to Los Angeles and I, I, um, I said, I'm going to move to LA and be an actor. My dream was to move to Los Angeles, I like it. <laughs> be an actor, be on the X-Files. That was my dream. And, and have an acting career. And, uh, so I quit my job. I sold my furniture. I got in a car and I drove to LA. And, and, uh, and here we are and, and with all the cars passing by and everything. And, <laughs> and, um, and so that was it. And, and, and as far as getting into filmmaking or producing or all that, I, it, it's all happened rather organically. And I think, you know, if I, if I trace it back, it really started because of hosting, television hosting. I had an right. opportunity. I, w I was doing some acting. And in fact, my first acting job was on the X-Files. Uh, so Good start. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it was sort of, a, it was a dream, you know, because that was what I wanted to do. That's what I came out here to do. And that was what I did. You know, I, my right. first acting job was as a guest star on the X-Files alongside Ricky Jay. And we were on this very famous, popular episode of the X-Files. And, 
It's awesome. It was awesome. I mean, a, a dream come true and just beyond my wildest expectations. And, um, and uh, so that, and that was great. And so I started my, my acting career. But I then got a job as a television host for a show on Discovery Channel called Miracle Hunters, where we were investigating miracles scientifically. Hmm. And that was very lucky to get that job. I, it was a confluence of, of events and, uh, that, that made that happen. And the fact that it happened is crazy. The fact that that happened, I, I as I look back at it now, there are so many. One might say it was a, a miracle, right? It was a miracle. It was a miracle. <laughs> it, 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 it was. There's so many reasons why that could not that why why that easily would not have happened, but it did happen. So I got lucky and and did it, and it was a great show, right? We really had a great time, and that started a career for a time as a television host, hmm. and. You know, that led to many other things. Magically, it led to a show called Celebrica Dabra on VH1, uh, mm-hmm. where I, we, we were, uh, we were, we were um, teaching uh, celebrities how to do magic, and there was a competition for them, like Dancing with the Stars for magic. Right. Mm-hmm. I was hosting the show, and it was a, uh, one of the, the primary, the main, I was the main judge on the show alongside Max Maven and Jeff McBride. Mm-hmm. And we, it was great. You know, it was great. And, and I was hosting a bunch of other shows, too. So I was getting into that, un, what we call the unscripted space in reality television. And from there, I started to develop content for unscripted TV and started to push that forward and pitch TV shows. That led to that. That then led to producing short films. And so it's just been a, it's been a, uh, it's been, it has been a completely unplanned ride that, but it has been about taking advantage of every moment, continuing to create. My mantra is never stop creating and saying yes. Say yes to whatever is coming in front of you because mm-hmm. you never know what is going, what one thing you do is going to lead, what it's going to lead to and what the next step is going to be. And so you have to keep saying yes, continue to create content in some way. And so it's not, has not been totally planned, uh, but it has, but I have done it with open arms. I interrupt this podcast to give a brief shout out to our website, thedailymagician.com. If you haven't already signed up for our daily emails that will give you great content, just like this podcast, please head over there and sign up now. That's thedailymagician.com. We promise that we won't disappoint you. Yeah, I, on that kind of um, stream of thought of the, this whole idea of because I feel like, again, like you said, you are somebody who says kind of yes to everything, where I'm looking at your uh, lineup, right? And it's, uh, you know, acting, producing, magic, even within, uh, and, and I'm sure a few other things like consulting, but coins, uh, you do cards, you also do mentalism, I guess, define the stranger as what you will. Some people, maybe, maybe we shouldn't get back into this, but whether it's mentalism or, or card magic or however you use it. Right. What is it that, because I think a lot of people have this perception of, um, you should only ever do one thing, right? Like if you want to be successful, just focus on one thing. Now, clearly there are exceptions to that rule, but how do you make sure you are the ex- exception to the rule and not the rule? Uh, a wonderful question. And you are right. You know, I, I remember, I, I, I recall talking to Larry Wilmore uh, and he, because I've talked to him about this a little bit because I've, mm-hmm. I've had that frustration where 
you know, sometimes I think maybe I should just be doing one thing. And the truth is, if I focused all of my time and energy into one thing, then I would most likely excel at that one thing. And that's great. But I thrive on doing multiple things, on juggling. I, that's the one thing I don't do, by the way, is actually juggle. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of things I don't do. but, but you know, That's the one about, thing. <laughs> that's the one thing. There's, there's a bunch of things I don't do. But, but in this sort of niche world we live in, that's, you know, I do a lot of things. I, I try to do a lot of things. Now, the question is, but I don't juggle, but I juggle a lot of hats. And the question is, would I be better at all, any of these things if I focused on them? And, and in some cases, yes, because, you know, I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly learning. Right. And I could, uh, I could speed up that education if I just focused a little bit more on a specific area. But it doesn't interest me as much, right? I like to kind of wake up in the morning and from moment to moment, I'm doing a variety of different things. And I don't really, you know, this morning I woke up and I started working on ebooks because my girlfriend who's a fiction writer we're uploading oh, that's awesome yeah she's amazing and and we are putting out some new ebooks uh through her prep through her press through her publishing company and so i'm working on I'm helping her with that and then i made some coffee and now i'm doing a podcast uh an international podcast and then i'm going to go off and do something else and i love that you know i love the ability to be able to juggle in that way and and I, and I like that. So for me, I thrive on it. But to answer your question, uh, and so back, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. I, maybe that coffee was too strong this morning. So, I, <laughs> so, so in talking to Larry Wilmore, we talk about this a little bit, and he mentioned this idea that you are a cottage industry. And what that means is that you are the product. Mm. And what you're getting, because Larry is someone who, who is so diversified, you know, and, and so and he's wildly talented in all areas of what he pursues. And, and uh, I can only, you know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty good at some things, you know, <laughs> you know, so, but I, 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 uh, I'm, I'm the product, right? So you're, you know, I'm doing this or that or right, you know, or, or producing or, um, or, or, ma or magic or hosting or whatever it is I'm, I'm doing. And so, uh, you know, what, what you're, 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 getting, you're getting the brand is Jonathan Levitt, right? But that doesn't always translate. And so there is something to be said for focusing. And when it comes to magic, you're right. Mentalism, sleight of hand, stage work, what, what should you focus on? And I would say that it's important to have an understanding as a magician in a variety of disciplines. And I think even though you may focus on one particular um, part of magic, I think it's important to have an understanding of multiple uh, because they all do converge in some way, in some fashion. Uh, they all converge. And so I, I, I don't think that you should be limited as a magician. And I guess as I say it to you, you really shouldn't be limited in life. You should, be, you should bring in as many experiences as you can because they will all converge. And we'll use experiences from our, our life outside of magic in magical concepts. And that's important. And, and when you're, you know, we talked about being a magic consultant, all of that comes into play there as well, right? How do you bring in aspects of life and make them, you know, bring them into magic and use techniques that you wouldn't think about using outside of magic in magic? So I don't know if I've answered the question, but I'd no, yeah, yeah, I think what I'm, what I'm hearing, at least uh, you can tell me if I'm wrong, is that it's more of a, I don't know, it's like more cumulative. If, <laughs> 
cumulative i don't know how to say it exactly cumulative rather than like diluted right so it's like it's not that that they're all separate things that you go down and do it's all part of one individual thing as you said like you are the product i think that's a nice well i don't want to say nice that's a perfectly uh, valid and successful philosophy obviously i think so i i, I think that's that's right and we, we have to remember you know what do we bring that you know what is it about us that, that Harry Anderson said to me at one point um, before he passed that he, he, we were in South Carolina at a convention and I was on stage and he talked to me afterwards and he said, you get it. You know, it is not about uh, what you're doing. It's about you and what people care about is you and they should leave remembering you, not necessarily remembering exactly what you did, um, although that's not bad either, but remembering you. And I thought that's, that really hit home as well. You know, it's uh, when you're, you know, I had somebody say to me the other day, I, you know, I'm doing a lot of virtual shows these days. And somebody reached out and they said, we just saw you do the show and we want to ask you to do another show. And, uh, and you, you know, what you did was fantastic, but what really elevated it was you. And and that personality came across, right? And, and, and that's what's, I think, important is people want to connect with you as a human being. They want to know that, you know, and, and if you're thinking about yourself as a brand, people want to, to want, you know, want you as the brand, they want you. And so if you, can, if you can make that happen, then you can kind of do anything you want to do in a way, you know, you still need to back it up with talent, right? You still need to be able to back it up with, with you know deliver the goods but it's a good place to start is being someone that that people want to connect with on a on a genuine personal level you know so right yeah i love that um and, and it seems like you've kind of taken aspects from all of these different things that you've explored and used them to embellish yourself right as far as if you are the brand then why not learn as much as you can you know like why not go around and use all of these things to to embellish your yourself and, and i think actually i'd love to jump back because benji and i are actually really big fans of uh of fiction uh and of writing in general um and maybe this is a strange question but what would you say you've learned most about what you do in magic or what you do just in in your career in general from uh your girlfriend and how she writes would you say there's any links across there like things you've learned from her that you've been able to apply uh in your magic and just in, in your in your career in general Wow, I love that question. I love that question. Uh, yeah, wow, that is a great question. You know what? My my girlfriend has Casey has a, a, a an amazing mind. She's so creative. There's so much going on in her head, and you wouldn't necessarily, you know, she's she's very funny, and she's very funny. And actually, I. Uh, some of that humor has has certainly certainly come you know rubbed off on me, but <laughs> but she has creative stories that just kind of expand, and I know that has seeped into what I do. And honestly, I've tried lately to be better at scripting, be better mm -hmm. at what is the story we're trying to tell, and uh, I have no doubt that part of that comes from a feeling of inadequacy from being around Casey. So, you know, 
<laughs> surround yourself with people that are better than you right <laughs> yeah absolutely and i've certainly done that uh i do that very well actually uh I, I, that's that's a majority of my work surrounding myself with people that are much better than me and and she she's very creative and does have this really expressive um creative uh, mind and you know and i looked at my own my own work and and i've been reflecting on it and sometimes i feel like i'm not saying anything you know what sort of saying something but sometimes talking in too many generalities this is when perform, for performing and so that's that's something uh that has definitely um um that rubbed off but also i'm going to say this that casey is uh, a very organized dedicated um i'm going to say worker but somebody who puts herself into the work that she's doing at that moment so when mm -hmm. if it's writing she's very focused on it uh if she's she's been a she's worked with me on some films where she's you know she she's a go-getter she kind of goes right. after everything she does and that rubs off on me too i look at her and i, I say well i need to be working harder so you know she's right. a, she's a very good influence for me no no doubt about it and she also is in, incredibly in in she's actually got a great mind for magic and mm -hmm. She comes up with creative ideas for me often. Uh, it's, it's, really, it's really quite great. You know, I'll, I'll bounce ideas off of her, and she's really good at, at uh, picking them apart or, or finding, finding a new way to do something, mm -hmm. or uh, she's asked the right questions. So she's actually a great muse for me as well, and I feel very comfortable showing her magic because she has good input. And that's not an easy thing to find. Right. Uh, that's not an easy thing to find, as we know, as magicians. Uh, sometimes we, we like to keep things to ourselves and not share them with, with people that are not magicians. Um, but in, in this case, she's, she's got a good, insightful mind, and she, she has a good eye and a creative eye. So she's been quite helpful to, to uh, the whole process, for sure. I'm really glad to hear that um obviously we know we don't want to take you too long so maybe we can ask you just one more question and we'll let you get down to moving yeah um thank you so much for everything you've contributed um so far it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you and we've definitely both learned a lot um so yeah i'd love to hear essentially we, we kind of asked this question to uh a lot of people um but basically you know there's and I guess this is a little bit different one for you because you've had such a diverse career. Um, but what do you think kind of the point of magic is, you know, like, obviously, like, there's a lot of problems in the world that we could be solving. And there's a lot of in extremely intelligent people that are in magic. I mean, actually, Max Maven comes to mind. Um, and yourself, and not, that's not to, yeah. yourself, of course. Yeah, I was just thinking because, you know, you've been on the show with him. So you know how much of a clever mm -hmm. mind that guy has. Um, so I'm just wondering, kind of, what do you think magic contributes to the world? Uh, and why should we spend time solving magical problems? Uh, why should we as magicians spend time doing that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, or why do you do it? I guess like it doesn't have to be a definitive answer, but why do you spend so much time in magic and what do you think it contributes? Well, to I'll people? start with this. Last night I was with a small group of people. Um, in fact, the, 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 we, Casey and I were with the two people. It was a small group. It was four of us total. Uh, mm. The two people that we're buying the house from. And we were sitting down and, and just chatting and, and, uh, and getting to know each other. And they had done a Google search on us and they found out that I was a magician. 
and um, it's a brave new world, you know? Uh, and, and, uh, and so they asked about the magic. So I decided to, I, they asked if I could do something. And they said, but we don't even have a deck of cards here. I wish we did. And I said, I'll tell you what, I'll do something for you. And we did the, I did the stranger, <laughs> of, course. <laughs> of course. And, uh, and, you know, we made up a playing card. And we did the birthday and it was, uh, it was, the reaction was off the charts, so much fun. And Mitch, the husband of the couple said to me, so do you get to do that every day? Right? Because they were mm -hmm. so happy. There was so much joy that they experienced. And I said, yes, I get to do that every day. So, um, and it really hit me last night. I thought, you know what? I get to do this every day. This is a, what a, what a pleasure this is to be able to, mm -hmm. uh, be creative and be, problem solve, but also to, to make people happy. Now I don't get to perform for people every day, you know, to be fair, but, but I get to do it a lot, you know, and it's so much fun to, to see, you should have seen them light up. And we've all had that feeling as magicians. We all know that that moment uh, when they when there is this this feeling of surprise and joy and and what that does to us as human beings as the magicians, right? And if we can give that to people in the world, and we know that magic is is global. It it, it breaks down barriers. It breaks down you know the language barrier. And you know when I travel, I'll often carry some coins with me and do something for people that don't speak the language. You know I don't speak their language. They don't speak mine. And, and it still works, right? So, uh, and I guess it's almost cliche to say that, but, but it, it's true, you know? So it, it's really, uh, for me, it, it's, it's joyful to be able to do it, uh, to be able, you know, when I was doing television hosting, uh, remind me the next time we do this, by the way, to not have so much caffeine in the morning, please. Uh, <laughs> we, just, just give me that reminder. Here's the, here's the link to join, and please don't drink coffee. Uh, um, uh, when, when I was doing television hosting, part of my job was to interview people on camera. And I would start before the interview, before we were even front, in front of the cameras, I would do a, a magic trick for them. And it opened them up. It was amazing to see how that made the difference in the interview. Because we had now connected on a different level and they became much more comfortable. And, and now we were connected, uh, you know, then they were much more open in the interview than they would have been uh, and much more relaxed. And so magic does that. Magic has that ability to do that. We are problem solvers. We make things, you know, we, we have a way of looking at the world differently. Uh, and and we, we can, you know, we are pro we're like engineers. We can solve problems that, that may not, you know, uh, may be more difficult to solve for others. So... It is important. Magic's important. It's important on so many levels. You know, they're, you know, filmmakers are magicians in their own right, and they love magic. You know, you'll talk to most directors and often cinematographers. Are That's true. Yeah. And they love magic because there, there's such a similarity and, and crossover there. Uh, and many magicians go on to become filmmakers, you know, and many filmmakers have, a, have an interest in magic themselves. So I think there's, uh, there are worlds collide and magic is a, is a backbone. And I was talking to somebody who was, I was talking to somebody the other day and we were chatting about the fact that, um, I was talking to Christopher Hart the other day, a couple days ago. We were talking about the fact that magic is the great equalizer. 
you know, you can, you know, you might talk to someone who has a, a huge career in whatever they do, but let's say it's in uh, the, in the entertainment industry. But when it comes to magic, if they're, they we're all magicians, right? If they have a love for magic and they're all of that. We were talking about specifically Jason Alexander, who was George Costanza on Seinfeld, who, mm. you know, pretty well known, so, so, you know, celebrity, right? But when it comes to magic, he's just a magician. And everybody is, we're all equal, you know, and there's no, there's no, uh, there's no airs about that. And that's pretty special. You know, magic has that ability to do that. So I, I, uh, I'm pretty, pretty grateful to have it in my life. Wow. Yeah. Well, I like the, yeah. yeah I mean, just, uh, we'll, we'll wrap up now, but I, I just wanted to mention, that I do like the emphasis you put on the individual moments, right? Cause I think maybe we make it too hard for ourselves when we try and question the meaning of something based on a, Right. trend as a whole or some kind of macro picture of things but i guess yeah just when you boil it down to the individual collection of those individual moments right and, and that's like right. you say what that's a right. joy to be able to do that love that answer that's right that's right last night was really amazing to to do this one thing see them react in such a an incredible way so happy and and then to be asked the question you get to do this every day and sometimes we forget that right we have to we lose sight of it that, yeah, you know what? I get to do this every day. And, and how lucky we are uh, to do that. And so as magicians, I think we need to really embrace that, you know? And, and in fact, you know, we, we, you know, there will often perform for, you know, I, certain magicians will perform for crowds of 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 people, right? But mm-hmm. I, I know that in the close-up room at the Magic Castle that seats 22 people, I, I will often reminisce that I go in that room, I do a show, often say, that may have been the best show of my life. Hmm. And 22 people saw it. And that's a very odd thing. Because if it's the best show of your life, don't you want a thousand people to have seen it? And to come away going, it's okay that 22 people saw that. That's it. And and that memory will only live with 22 people, 23 if you include yourself, right? So that's it's pretty special that we. It's a, it's another way of looking at at what we do. It's pretty it's pretty it's pretty amazing, pretty amazing. Yeah, I love that. It's um, it's kind of like that. I don't know. At least it reminds me of kind of that saying of like, how do you change the world like one person at a time, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's the same sort of thing where you just don't know how much impact you can have by giving someone that that moment i mean it is true i'm thinking about that a lot recently we can get pretty i don't know tied down i guess when you get into the magic industry and like oh what's going to sell best or you know um like what people into what are the trends in magic right now and forget that you know for everyone else outside of that small niche um there's a whole world of people that are just amazed by the sight of magic and that you can give them such a unique experience Uh, so thank you so much for reminding me of that, Jonathan. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, unless Benji, you have another question. I think we will, no, think we'll let you get on with moving, Jonathan. Let this man get in the car. I am. So, I'm so happy to talk to the two of you. Thanks for letting. Thanks for letting me just uh, espouse here, and uh, I'm, I've I've enjoyed it a great deal. And I, I tell you what, we I missed Blackpool. Boy, that was a good year last year, wasn't it? That's good. Uh, crazy it's been a it's been a wild year and uh, so i hope to see you back there and uh anywhere else i look forward to it yeah really 
Awesome. Perfect. Okay, well, uh, again, for everyone listening, head over. Uh, you can look on your app store, The Stranger. Head over to, if you want to see more from Jonathan Levitt, head, head over to, uh, I think it's just Google Jonathan Levitt. <laughs> You'll find his site. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, thank you so much you. again. And I guess we'll, we'll close it up there. Thanks Cheers. for listening. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate it a lot.